0: Excitement and inspiration. Do not allow this world to take that excitement and that joy from you that you have received from that camp. Spread it to this church. Spread it to this community. Get us older fogies up and going and get excited about God again. Don't underestimate or undervalue what God has put inside of you to do now. You have an effect and you can't influence. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Uh, Let's go to the... Lord, in a word of prayer, if you would, please bow your heads with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come to you today. Lord, thankful for this youth, Lord. We're thankful for your spirit, Lord, and how you've affected them. Lord, we pray that your effectualness on them would spread into us, God, that you would continue working in them. God, that you would continue building them. God, and releasing the power and the spirit that you've put inside of them. God, we pray for their protection. Lord, we know the consequences of making a decision to live a life for you lord and we as a church will dedicate our lives to protecting them lord and molding them and and making disciples lord under your authority and your power god and that goes for each and every person in here lord you tell us in your word that there's no greater sacrifice than laying your life down for your brother or your sister lord and i just pray for your guidance god and i pray for your spirit to always indwell in us God, as we continue to seek you here this morning, God, that the power and and the testimony and the youth, Lord, would just spread into this message, God, that you could do a work on the rest of us like you've done in them, God, and and dwell us with your spirit and your word, Lord, that we may meditate on it, not just for today, but forever and always. God, we're thankful for your presence this morning, God, we just pray that you would continue to reveal to us yourself, Lord, that we would draw closer to you with each and every word that is said. God, we're thankful for your son, Jesus Christ, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Testimony, before I get into scripture, I'm going to be in uh, Mark 10. Testimony is one of the most powerful tools that God has gave us. Um, A lot of people will dispute scripture, and they will tell you that I didn't read it like that, or it doesn't mean that to me, or it's not this, or it's not that. Um, scripture is disputed a lot. We as Christians know that scripture is true and it's, it's available for teaching and it's available for learning and it's, it's available for eternity. Um, but if you're talking to a non-believer, then your testimony is one of the most powerful things that you can do because they cannot look at you and tell you that that did not happen. Um, it's a testimony from God. It's, it's a way that you've experienced God in your life, and it's what God is doing in your life and how he is working and how he is moving, and nobody can dispute that. I was having a, a lengthy conversation with an atheist one time, and he said, how do you know that God is talking to you? And I said, when God talks to you, you will know it because my God is all-powerful, and you will know his presence when he is among you. And he's like, oh, wow. But I said it because I believe it. And they can tell whenever you're just blowing smoke or whenever you actually believe something. And when a testimony, when God works in your life, you believe it because you feel it. And it's an everlasting feeling that keeps going. That's why your testimony is so important. Because some of the testimony that I can give just gets me excited just thinking about it. The testimony that you guys received at camp and how you've seen God work not only in your lives but in other people's lives around you is an experience that nobody can ever take away from you and that you can always use in any given situation whether you're talking to Christians or non-Christians people in this church or people of another church it's used to inspire to excite to ignite a flame it doesn't even have to happen in your life Well, i seen so-and-so get saved, and and this is what happened. And they come up out of the water, and you should have seen the smile on their face. And they were excited, and they immediately started doing things for the Lord. That's a testimony that you witnessed with your own eyes, and it's powerful. Even though it didn't happen to you, it's the power of God and how God is working in people's lives. And it explains to non-believers how God is real and how things can happen that can't be explained. And I guarantee you it will spark some curiosity. If nothing else, they will not look at you and go, that never happened. Because yes, it did. I witnessed it with my own eyes. You can't dispute it because it happened to me. I felt it. I seen it. I lived it. You can't take it away from me. You can disagree with me, but you can't tell me that it never happened because I seen it. I felt it. I was there. That's why testimony is so, so powerful. Because nobody can take it away from you. And God is the one that gave it to you. And so as you guys build and grow, and us as adults the same way, there's a lot of us that need to be inspired to share our testimony more and more because we as Christians get excited about things, and and as we follow God and as we listen to Him and we, we branch out and do His work and walk by faith, all these things that He's called us to do are great things. But a lot of times, when the time comes that we could affect lives and that we could help God change people, we sit there like this. It is a hard, hard place to share your testimony because you're stepping out in faith. The young lady that was up here this morning was so there in spirit I could feel her, but I understand where she's coming from. It is hard to speak out. I have no doubts the fact that she was up there, she will gain courage because that's the step. She took the step out of her seat to walk towards the stage where God had called her to be because of the witness that she had from this weekend. She took the first step of faith. A lot of us are sitting there today And we don't want to take the first step. That first step could be your breakout moment to many other things to come. And I wish Sophia was here today so bad. Because that first step of obedience. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Is the biggest and most important step you will ever take. The steps past that are not going to be easy. But God is with you. Kubaya, come by me. Come live in me. Come walk with me. When I'm down, you will carry me. Those promises that He gives us are now your guys' promises. Before you were walking without, now you're walking within, and everything that the book says and every promise in His Word is now yours for eternity. You can stand on every promise that He's ever said and given because it's now yours, now that you have Jesus Christ. And I can't explain to you how important testimony is. I've seen a spiritual battle taking place inside Walmart one time. And this guy was refuting. And he knew his Bible. He knew God's Word. And he was using Scripture against another brother. And I walked upon it. And you could feel the spiritual warfare taking place. And it was starting to get ugly. And it was scripture back and forth and back and forth. And I said, Guys, wait a second. And this other brother looked at me and he smiled. And he said, You're right. He said, I've got a story to tell you. And this guy that was disputing scripture said, Okay, what do you got? And he shared his testimony about how God had worked in his life to save him and to draw him out of the pits of hell as he was homeless and a drug addict. And God moved in his life. And he's now been a a pastor and a servant of God for over 25 years. And the one that was so mad about the scripture stood there in awe and he had nothing to say. And he turned around and he walked away. And my brother looked at me and he goes, Man, they can dispute Scripture all they want, but they can't tell me my testimony ain't real. And he was experienced, and God had equipped him with that testimony for a reason. It may have been for that day. I don't know, but I've seen it work. Your testimony will shut the mouth of Satan. It will bind him, useless, because when you talk about your experiences with God our Lord, Satan has nothing to do. To say. He will try to make you out to be a liar. But you can stand on the rock solid promises of God. Because you are his. And he is yours. And you can tell people. I've been there. And you can tell people. That I've felt God Today. And you can tell people, I remember when I got saved, how important it was to me. And how I come up that water a new creature and a new creation in Christ. And I'm here doing His work today. And you can't take that away from me. You're looking for something in my life. I'll show you God every time. And He will overcome every evil thing that you ever have to say to me. Because I have God and God is all. Amen? Amen? testimony is so so important my first opportunity to speak in front of a crowd was at a prayer breakfast and it is the symbol of group of elder church elders and pastors and this is my first opportunity to stand behind a pulpit and i'm praying god what can i tell them that they don't already know The average combined age, they've all got 50 years on me of being in the Bible and knowing your word. And they've walked with you for 50 more years than I've walked with you. And they know more than I know. God, what can I talk about that they don't know? And I prayed for two weeks, scared out of my mind, what I might say to a group of church elders and preachers and pastors. And then God spoke to me. And he said, tell them about your testimony. Tell them about your walk. Surely you can't mess that up. I've given it to you. Use it. They don't know it. Tell them about how you ended up behind a pulpit. Tell them about how you got to this moment. I was like, good idea. If we'll listen, he's always got good ideas. But I was so worried in my own mind, racking my own brain, not to mention I'd spent two weeks praying because I didn't know what God had had for me. He'd just give me a glimpse. He's just reeling me in. Anyway, your testimony is irrefutable by everyone. It's irrefutable in a real world standard. It's irrefutable in a spiritual world standard. It's something that Satan can't take away from you. It's something that God gave you, along with your salvation, that Satan cannot have. It is powerful, and God prompts us to share it, because it's impactful. I don't know about you guys, but them standing up here this morning showing me that video was impactful in my life. It gives me hope and opportunity for the future, that we're not the only ones me standing up here at 95 years old because I never poured out to anybody younger than me I never helped anybody younger than me I never reached out to anybody younger than me and now I'm the only one left it gives me hope for the future that someday I can sit in that pew and I can listen to them because God has called them in their timing and they listened and they stepped up and they answered amen That is important that we disciple the next generation because someday I'm going to need a replacement. And God's word is not going to stop with me. God is calling another generation to take the place of the workers that are growing tired and that are growing old and that have served their purpose for the will of God. He's training up another generation. Youth, keep going. Keep saying yes. Keep striving for more because God is more. And when you seek for Him, you will find more. When you serve Him, you will live a life that you never could have lived on your own. And I promise you, you can't boast on yourself and brag on yourself enough to lift yourself high enough to where God can take you. I've heard people say, Pastor say one time, he said, I said yes to God and then I woke up and I was in Africa. He's like, I don't even know how this happened or how I got here. But he said it was the most important journey I ever took in my life. And he said he's seen over 300 souls saved. Amen. When you say yes to God, you may not know where you're going, but you're reassured with the promise from his word that it's going to be a good trip. And that the results are going to be worth it. I'm going to get in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. Mark 10, verse 46. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. So you get this homeless guy sitting alongside the road begging. You can imagine he was lowly in society, Maybe an outcast. He's just sitting alongside the road trying to survive. Verse 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He had heard who Jesus was, and he had heard the power of Jesus. And so when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he immediately said, Jesus, I've heard about you. I want to be a part of what you're doing. 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. People sitting over there like, shh. You don't have the right to talk to Jesus? No. You're a beggar. You're sitting along the highway begging for a living. Shh. You don't get to talk to Jesus? Keep your mouth shut. You're not worthy. But he cried out the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't listen. He didn't listen what they had to say. He cried out all the more. Jesus, look over here. He got louder. Jesus, look over here. I'm calling on you. In verse 49 it says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. How good of a feeling do you think it was for Bartimaeus that day? A blind beggar sitting there worth nothing, cast out by society, downtrodden, begging to survive. And he's crying out for the one and only true hope, the Jesus of Nazareth. He says, Jesus, look over here. And society's like, dude, you're not worth it. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk. Don't talk. He knows what he believes. And he believes in the power of Jesus. So he cries out all the more, Jesus, look over here because I know that you're my one hope. Jesus, you are my all. I'm chanting it. Because in those days, they probably would have just beat him down to death and left him to die for speaking out in a place where he wasn't supposed to speak out. And probably nobody would have missed him. I don't know. That's just the book of Mason. But he cried out all the more when they told him that he wasn't good enough and that he should just keep his mouth shut what he do? He said, no, Jesus is worth it. Jesus is worth the risk. I'm going to step out again, and I'm going to call on Jesus. Jesus, look over here. And Jesus answered him. He said, yeah. Come on, you've cried out to me what you got. And everybody's like, what? This guy? And the disciples went and got him. And they said, come on, Jesus is calling you. Verse 50 And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Blind Bartimaeus may have not known a whole lot. He may have not been worth a whole lot, but he didn't put worth in himself. He put worth in Jesus. He had little to risk, but he had a whole lot to gain. Sometimes I think today it would be a lot easier. Like we've talked about other countries that are poverty stricken, that are looking for clean water, that aren't guaranteed food. They've got nothing to rely on but God. They've got nothing else. Everything else has been stripped from them. They have nothing but the assurance of God. And what his promises are. So you want to talk about raising people from the dead. I've heard a story about a man being dead for three days. And they called in this pastor. And the pastor prayed over him for 19 hours. And he regained his breath by the grace of God after the third day. They've got nothing to go on but their faith in God and God alone. They've got nothing to lose. They're all in by circumstance. Blind Bartimaeus was a beggar living beside the road. He was all in by circumstance. He had faith that Jesus could heal him because he knew that Jesus walking by and him hearing him was his only chance. So he cried out and when they told him to be quiet, he cried out all the more because his life depended on it. Are we crying out because our life depends on it? We should be because guess what? Our life depends on it. We've got nothing to lose but everything to gain. This book is a book of promises and of hopes and of dreams that we can only fathom that we can do the works of the God like the men of Old Testament. We can Because the God that they served is still the same God that I serve today. He doesn't change. I've got to have faith. So Jesus asked him, he said, I heard your cries. I heard your pleas. What is it that you would call me to do? And Blind Martimaeus says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. In verse 52, And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith have made me whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Amen. Immediately God answered his prayer. And immediately he started following Jesus. It didn't say he received his sight and went skipping down the road away from what had just happened. No. No. He knew what Jesus stood for and he knew what Jesus had just done in his life and now he was a devout follower of Jesus and he gave the life that he had to follow Christ. A lot of us want to push the go button and we want to say yes to Jesus. But we don't want to give up our life for Jesus. We don't want to sacrifice everything for Jesus. Much less cry out to Jesus and be made a fool. Heaven forbid, right? I don't want to be any different than anybody else. I'm just going to sit over here in my corner and I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to stand out and I don't want to create a ripple. I don't want to be one of those radicals. Guess what? When you call out to Jesus and you've got nothing to lose, your life is going to get radical. And there's going to be radical changes. And you're going to start living a radical life. Because God says, when you choose me, you've cast off this world and you've become a new creation in me. You are no longer of this world, but you are of me. How are we identifying today? Are we willing to cry out even though the masses are telling us to be quiet? That should make us want to cry out all the more. That should make us want to push harder because when the devil is telling us to be quiet, what we're seeking after must be good. And I don't know about you, but I want all the promises that God has promised to me. And I want to be excited about it. And I want my family to have his promises. And I want my friends to have his promises. And I want this community to have his promises because his promises are all we've got and his promise is eternal life. Amen? That's something to get excited about. These camps are made to excite the youth. It doesn't stop at camp just because they come home. They bring that excitement back to the church. And they bring it to the community. And they bring it to the body of Christ because He knows that we need it. Because we get in ruts. And we get stagnant. And we get calm. This isn't a day to get calm. This is a day to be excited. We've heard testimony today. We've heard God working through people. We've heard of lives saved. Amen? Amen. That should be one of the most exciting things that we could ever hear about. So I implore you, if you feel the presence of God in your life, Cry out all the more because Satan's going to tell you it's not worth it. Satan's going to tell you you're the only one that's going to stand up. But every movement starts with one. Every movement starts with one person, and then the masses start to gather. That's what we can do today. That's what you can do today. Cry out to Jesus. Don't let him walk by without saying anything. If God is calling you to do something, say, yes, God, I am here. And you stand up and you make your presence known. God, I am willing. God, I am worthy because of you. God, I want to move forward in my walk with you. I want to grow closer to you. I want to do whatever it is you would have for me today. Because it's a daily. Sometimes it's an hourly. Sometimes it's by the minute. But whenever we start crying out for God, He will answer us. He is not too busy for me today. God will hear me when I cry. Why? Because that's part of the promises that He gives me. And I am His child. And what kind of father doesn't want to hear from his child? Because He tells me, me as an earthly father, yeah, I can do okay. But He as a heavenly father can do that much more. And as bad as I want to hear from my kids and know how their day was, I can only imagine what God is wanting for me. That's why more is never enough. We got to keep giving, we got to keep praying, we got to keep talking because it's worth it. I talked to Wednesday night about giving a piece of your day to the Lord. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm a half a week. Three days, full week seven. Just We had some controversy over that on Wednesday. Uh, those are there don't know what I'm talking about. Half a week, three days, we're almost there. But we gave a piece of our day. We committed to giving up an activity that we would normally do in a daily routine and handing it over to God, whether it be in prayer or whether it be getting into his word or whatever it is, listening to Christian music. But sacrificing just a little and replacing it with God. Giving up a little bit of me so I can get a little more of Him. It's not detrimental. It's not the end of the world. But it makes all the difference for an everlasting world. It makes all the difference. So cry out. Cry out when you need help. If you feel the presence of God. Cry out and reel it in and absorb God and everything that he has for you and get excited through testimony and through God's word and let him do a work in your life and say yes. Say yes. James tells us to not be hearers only, but doers also. Today's the day for yes. There were kids that said yes this last week, and their life never going to be the same. Well, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I don't care. You can still say yes today. God may have something for you. God may have been telling you to do something for the last 15 years, and you're like, no, not right now. No, not today. Maybe tomorrow. Ask me again later. Today is the day of yes. Today is the day that your life could change forever when we start saying yes to God, we can start saying no to Satan. Because when we start moving in the right direction, guess what? You're automatically moving away from the bad. And you're moving into the good. We're going to open up the altars. Today is the day of yes. I feel the spirit of God in here. Please stand with me. Today is the day of yes. If he's been asking you to do something, if he's been talking to you, if he says Just pray to me one more time a day. Today is the day of yes. You can pray now. You can talk to God now. You can pray with brothers and sisters united in one spirit together now. And if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day of your salvation. I I feel it. Because today is the day of yes. And tomorrow won't be the same. You're here for a reason in church this morning. God brought you here for a purpose. Don't come this far and then say, not today. You come this far and you say, God, you brought me here. God, I'm going to see it through just to see what you have in store for me. Because it will affect your now. It will affect your future. And it will affect people around you if you say yes today. Pastor, why is today so important? Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. You don't know that you can say yes tomorrow. You don't know that God will have it laid on your heart tomorrow. So accept it today. Say yes today. Because tomorrow is a different day. Now's the time to say yes. The altars are open. Grab a friend if you don't want to come up here by yourself. Grab me. I'll pray with you. You don't have to make the walk alone. God is with you. He will hold your hand and He will lift you up. Today is the day of yes.